this may seem a little bit unusual to you, but uh, this is an episode of The Sea is Not Yet Full. Indeed it is, and I am here too. As a first-time guest on The Sea is Not Yet Full. Not the first ever, though. You had the... My friends... Uh, round table. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is a slightly, I guess, special episode. Uh, tomorrow we'll do a normal one. Um, but basically, this is just kind of going over the fact that uh, I was in the hospital and almost died. Do you think you wouldn't, like, you were close to death? Um, I mean, when I passed out on the highway, that one, yes. You passed out on the highway? Yeah. Um, so when I was uh, driving back, I guess to kind of maybe reiterate, I ended up getting COVID. Um, and when I was driving to try and get home, um, I mean, I was incredibly dehydrated for, a, like, a long period of time. Were you and not drinking, or were you... It, it's just, you... I lost any... App, like, I, I still... Like, I never lost my sense of taste or smell. Yeah. But I, I never had any appetite or thirst during the entire experience. Like, I lost, uh, like, basically over 10 pounds during the entire thing. Dang. Um, but when I was driving back, um, there was just a period of time where like I just completely blanked on the highway and essentially the car that I was in had like lane assist so it would basically move you in but for some reason after 15 minutes they turn it off which I find kind of crappy but so then basically you can just drive without any like without actually like, really paying attention to what you're doing and I just ended up basically passing out and I woke up essentially when I was in the dirt median about to like hit the wall. Like the, like all the gravel basically like woke me up. And then at that point it was like this like swerving cause I was going like 80 cause I had it on cruise control. Yeah. So it was just like this swerving and just like stomping the brakes, like repeatedly trying to like slow myself down. Jeez. Uh, so, yeah, I almost died in that situation in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Goodness. Um, but, yeah, eventually I had to go to the hospital for about two weeks. And, no, 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 it was about a week. It was about a week. It was only a week? Yeah. I thought it was I was sick for over two weeks, but I... I thought you were only there for a couple days. I, I went in, I think... Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, and then I got out. I think Saturday or Sunday. Um, but yeah, um, to me, I, I guess like. So the only time you felt like you could have died is from a car accident rather than COVID itself. When I was going through COVID, I felt like I was no longer like I was watching my body from a third person perspective. Really, and it was just like watching my body just debilitate and having no real control over it. Interesting. Um, it was, you were definitely not yourself. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you said some, I don't know if you remember everything you said to me. No. Yeah, it's very cryptic. In what sense? You asked me to strangle you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's just a friend thing. Okay, well... I was, I was unsure if, like, you were watching yourself do this, and I was like, nah, I don't know what's happening. Um, but, like, I, I, I guess to me there was um, parts where, 
like when I would get up in the hospital, like I would see myself basically like get up, but then just turn into like spaghetti legs and everything. And then just like have no real control over like my body. Um, I mean, when I was here, like, I, at one point, like, I just completely blanked for, like, about a minute and landed, like, right on my knee in pain. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, essentially, when I ended up getting to the hospital, they found out that, like, I was, like, very dehydrated. I, I guess, according to them, like, they did my like, sodium intake, and, like, I was at 120. I think the normal human is, like, around 180, and when you get to, like, 100 is when you start having seizures. So, so like you weren't drinking like your sodium meaning salt like yeah you didn't eat enough salt i didn't eat i mean i didn't really eat for two weeks oh geez yeah like um like anytime that i ate something i just felt nauseous and just like i don't know maybe you're pregnant <laughs> no i mean like since then i've like gained <laughs> my appetite well, that's good <clears throat> but um geez that's like scary uh, like the highway things freaked me out like if I was sick like I wouldn't drive I mean how else was I going to get home you're not flying in the metal tube that's for sure no I can't oh you were also sick so they wouldn't let you yeah jeez yeah I don't know and the, the weird thing is when you're sick for some reason everyone just wants to get closer to you I'm the opposite of that it's, like, it's part of why you just kept this because it's just like, it's an easy way of just like... Stay away from me. He's raising up his um, hospital armband. Yeah. Like, it's an easy, like, like when someone would come and deliver food to the house, like, they would just want to give it to my hand. I'm like, no, no, stay away. Yeah. I mean, I would, I brought you one thing. I just set it out for you. Yeah. I mean, like, you... I'm, I'm actually like, I was a germaphobe before. Mm. So... It has just carried over and made it even worse. I mean, I have a bunch of H.I.M. like me- like bacterial wipes over there if you're interested. Oh, you're fine. As long as I'm like, if I'm aware of something, I don't touch my face. And then as soon as I'm done, I go wash my hands. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, it's been uh, yeah. over a week. And they say you can't live on surfaces for more than like, like I think it's now like 12 hours. Yeah. I, I tried never to come into the podcast room. Because I didn't want it to ever be potentially infected in any way. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I avoided this room entirely. Um, but, yeah. I don't know if you can hear in the background, but uh, the oxygen tank that I was uh, put up on, uh, I have it just slow. I have a microphone that's attached to it, so you can slowly hear it. So, if we pause for just a minute. That's the that's the oxygen machine. Yeah, uh, I just thought it would be kind of a neat sound effect. Um, but yeah, like my entire experience when I was in the hospital, should you be getting closer to the next one? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but like my entire experience, like when I was in the hospital, it was just kind of like very frustrating. Like not only is just kind of like the the ability of like watching yourself dissolve. But then, like, I was in the hospital with an insane woman. Like, you shared a room? Not room, floor. Like, literally insane, or? So, yeah, that was the thing. It was, like, from 5 o'clock in the afternoon to, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, 
all she would do is just scream in pain. And I, I asked um, one of the nurses, like, what, what is happening? Like, it sounds like someone's just, like, doing, like, surgery on her while she's, like, with no anesthesia. And it was just like, oh, she's just, like, confused. And I was like, Ooh. Confused about pain? No, can, like, she's not there anymore. I gotcha. And, I mean, which also kind of reminded me of this, uh... The soundtrack you're hearing. Yeah. A.K.A. Caretaker. Everywhere at the end of time. And sorry, I just wanted to hear like what this was. You're trying to get into the to the mindset. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get depressed, it's a six-hour experience about dementia. Yeah, and every ten minutes, I'll be switching to a the new next stage. stage. So um, we're in stage two. Yeah. But when I was there, it's like I, it's just like only for like 20 minutes did anyone ever come for her and it was just kind of like one of those things where she was like just like screaming but then like the the person would just be like hey calm down and then she would just huh and then go back to screaming and it was just like i i i just felt so bad it reminded me there's nothing much you could do for it yeah so and it, it reminded me of when i was younger um the the pastor that I used to uh, when I used to go to church. You went to church? Yeah. I'm shocked. The the pastor at my church, they would call him to do um like you know, like last rites type stuff. Yeah. And then he would mention that what church was it? Do you mind me asking? A Baptist. A Baptist? You are more of the Hellfire Damnation kind of guy and they're the closest thing I'd say. I, I guess Southern Baptist is closer. Yeah. Um but uh yeah he mentioned that they would send him to the hospital and that like he personally felt that there was a difference between those who were religious and those who weren't cuz whenever they would call him for someone that was either a member of his church or was religious in some instance they went into dying in peace and but he would describe where it was just like people that were just completely like a religious or what have you would you describe yourself as a-religious currently? I, I, I would say, um, like, a pantheist. Like, I just... It's, okay, I just, apathy. Yeah, towards the entire issue. Like, I just don't think about it. Yeah. Um, but, like, he would describe the, the entire situation as, like, they, when he would go into these people's room and, like, it sounded as if they were basically getting, like, the, like the first stages of hell... And, like, they just went out screaming. Like, it was just, like, an hour-long scream fest until their heart will eventually give out. Really? Yeah. And, like, that's kind of, like, how I felt about that lady, where it was just, like, it was... She did days. What do you mean? Like, she did days of that. Yeah. That's... And it was just, like, but then to go at it alone, where it was just, like... Like, she didn't have any visitors or anything? Outside of that one hour. Oh, yeah, you're only allowed... Visitors for one hour? No, no, no. She only had visitors for one hour during my entire stay there. Oh. And it was like the only respite of her screaming. But it would be intermittent, where basically someone would say, hey, calm down. And then she would just kind of like, what? What? And then go back to screaming. That's awful. Yeah. 
And I guess she would tire herself out like around three after just screaming the entire time. Could you request a room transfer? Or? She wasn't even on like so we like the the entire floor was shaped like a circle. Mm-hmm. She like we were in opposite corners. Jeez. But that's how loud she was screaming. But there would be times where like the nurses would come in and then basically they would call each other and someone would be in her room and you would just hear like <laughs> like she was screaming so loud it was coming through in static. Jeez. That's uh disconcerting. I don't I don't like thinking about that. And in like it was just like a part of me was just like this is just so like I, I can't imagine being a nurse. Like that to me just seems so depressing. Yeah. And like according to like I asked like oh like so supposedly there was not like they don't really get COVID patients. They mostly get people that need surgery or had surgery, cancer patients, and then people that are mentally gone. Interesting. So they're used to the mentally gone stuff. I guess. So question for you, the nurses, what were they wearing mm. when when they came in to visit you? So, <coughs> oh, sorry, the, the cough still hasn't gone away. Can I die? This is also could harken back to the original three episodes when I thought that I was originally dying from COVID. <laughs> back in uh, 2019? Oh, uh, tw- like, I think it was like... 20, the start of the 2020? Yeah, like January. Yeah. Back before we didn't well, know... you also thought that it was the feds after you. Yeah. So. Um, but, so, what they would wear is um, these disposable schmocks. Okay. I meant, like, face covering-wise. Okay. Um... It depends on some. Some of them, like, really just, like, I don't think anything of COVID and, like, didn't really wear the whole face mask. Some would wear, like, a plastic shield with a... Respirator? Uh, not a respirator, but just, like, a mask. Okay. Um, but to me, the, the whole, like, disposable schmock was the thing that kind of got me. Because they would put it on outside and then right, like, an inch away from the door, they would take it off. And it's just like, why not just leave the room before taking it off? But, like, yeah. Um, but, like, some of them didn't really think much about it. Were just like, no, nah, I'm not going to get sick. And, like, even when I was at my worst coughing, some of them just like, nah, I don't really care. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. I, I mean, I was like, listen, if I get you sick, I feel so bad. Because I'm, like, I feel so miserable right now. I can't imagine, like, if I were to get someone else sick with this, that I would feel good in my soul. You turn into a religious person. <laughs> Beg for forgiveness. Oh, but like, it, it's just like, like when it came to my own body, like it was a miserable experience because it's just like, so the, the biggest symptom that I had was my inability to breathe. Yep. Where essentially like my oxygen intake when I guess from somewhere in the nineties down to like the 85 and lower. Percentage or yeah. okay, so I guess they call it like the SpO two. That means um, like your saturation oxygen intake. Okay. So essentially, every time that you breathe, how much of that goes into your blood? Okay. Um, and typical is ninety. Like ninety-five and higher. Okay, so like currently, I should be should it be ever a hundred percent? I don't know about that. Okay, but ninety-five and higher is typical. Yeah, like I, I've I've used the the test kits and other people they they've gotten like ninety nine. Okay. Um. So like I mean like that's basically every time you breathe you're absorbing your oxygen as much as you can. 
when you start getting below that, then at that point you start having trouble sleeping, and then basically like you start getting into like other issues of just like pure like feeling lethargic and stuff like that. Mm. But you're not getting as much oxygen as you and should. You were in that stage. Yeah. Yikes. And not only was I in that stage, but like I so every time that I would get up, I would get basically really weak. And they told me it was because your body is straining since there's so little oxygen in there that at that point, basically, I'm just getting woozy and essentially just, like... So, eventually, it got to the point where I was just kept on, like, the respirator the whole time. Like, they told me, like, you shower, keep it on. You go to the bathroom, keep it on. You walk around the room, keep it on. Because at this point, like, you are a liability without it. Interesting. Goodness. Um, so, do you feel like, because I know you've had, um, trouble with, uh, vitamin D, Mm -hmm. is that a key thing in battling this? I've heard a lot of people recommend it, like, when I went to my personal doctor, he said, like, you should take a lot of vitamin D, um, but, um. In general, there's a lot of, like, vitamin. That was a stage change, stage three. I turned it off so you can't hear it. I still hear it. Oh, you still hear it? Yeah. Interesting. I don't hear it. Well, now I do. It gets worse. Like, (laughs) it gets... Dramatically worse in the next couple. We're experiencing this together. This is how you felt during your COVID escapades. That I was just basically staring at the face of death. Yeah. Have you ever uh, met someone that's gone through Alzheimer's? Um, I vaguely remember my grandfather, or great-grandfather. I was very young. Uh, he had dementia, and he was not a happy, happy dementia patient. Yeah. He's, he yelled at me a lot. Or, the, the instance that I remember was him yelling at me. Yeah. I, so, for me, it was my grandma. She went through it, and it was just one of those that, like... She was normal one day. She made us dinner and everything like that. And then the next day, it was just such a weird experience. Like, it was literally a day? Yeah. So, one day she was there and one day she wasn't? Like, so she was babysitting us. And, like, my... She would play games with us, like, you know, hide and seek and things like that. But, like, early in the morning, she started developing, like, she started getting this itch. Okay. So, like, she would just start scratching her knee. And it feels like you're trying to tell me a scary story. It, I mean, it's not scary. I would say it's just sad. Right, but, like, she's developed an itch. Yeah. So, like, she was scratching her knee, and then eventually it, it got to the point where, like, we're playing hide-and-seek, but then, like... Everyone knows when she's coming by because you heard her scratching as she was walking by. 
And then eventually when it got to like late at night, um, she was putting us to bed, but she was also scratching. And then that's when we like looked at her knees and they were bleeding. Like she like she kept scratching to the point where like they they were bleeding through. Jeez. Yeah, and then basically the following day, like when my parents came home, they took her to the hospital and that's when they basically kinda of found out like that's that entire process started. And then it was just a twenty year decline. It was twenty years? Yeah. That's sad. Yes. Gosh. And it, like I don't like that. Because um like I said, my great great grandfather has now passed. I was very young when he when he was going through his dementia, but now my grandma is I don't think she is, but she thinks she is. Mm. So like it's becoming more apparent or something that she could start going through this. But that does not make me happy. That does not make me No, it, it's it's a miserable experience, especially she outlived what they suggested. They thought that she was only going to live like five years. So, she lived 20 years. In yeah, going through that. So, at the end stages, was it like no one home? Yeah. Like, did she talk? Did she remember anything? Did she... So, the entire thing was that she was regressing in age. Okay. So, essentially... So was she literally like a baby? In a, so, yeah, like towards like the middle end, like... She pretty much started acting like she, like that she was like a schoolgirl, and anytime that she saw a boy, she got like really shy, nervous, and it was just like I mean, like it, it, which is kind of cute because you're seeing a, a part of your, like relative that you never would see. Like you, you don't know what your parents acted like when they were in high school, so like it, it was a kind of a like a kind of like a weird, cryptic but like sad thing to just kind of experience of like seeing them at, at the like the young stages. But then, it, is that typical with Alzheimer's? I'm not sure. Or if that's just what you're... Because the way I saw it, like, I thought long-term memory went first, and then, like, they were only stuck with short-term. Or maybe not. I don't know. I guess all I, my only knowledge is from, like, movies. Mm. So, like, that's that's all I can contribute to. So she forgot her children by youngest to oldest. And then eventually she forgot that she had kids entirely. That's that's gotta be hard. Yep. Did you guys keep her at home? At first, they my like family would take care of her in bits. Did she have her own house? She did, but it, like after they discovered that, they quickly got rid of it. Okay. Um, another thing that they basically did was also shave her hair, because since she wasn't feeling pain, they didn't want her like. Pulling her hair out. Yeah. Oh, I do not like that. I know someone that worked in a um, assisted living facility. So I'll have to ask them. They never. They didn't have memory care unit though. So I don't know if they. I, it's just the things that your body goes through are very like, especially when you don't have any control of it. Like, if you were overweight and you're watching your body break down, like, you know that you can just kind of maybe put... Exactly. You could start walking, and then you could start jogging, and then you could start... Yeah, just around. change your diet around. Exactly. But, like, what, like... A, Anything with brain stuff is, like... That and cancer, where it's just, like, you can't reverse it. It's just, like, mm -hmm. you're... Is that why you're so scared of cancer? In a sense. Like, I mean, the same thing with, like, the, the dimension, all these things, where it's just, like... 
Have you done research on what limits dementia and what? No, I, I try to avoid any of those subjects. Is that why this album depresses you so much? I mean, in a sense, uh, but it's also kind of horrific in a way, because it's like, you're just kind of, like, you're in for a ride that you ch never chose. Exactly. Well, isn't that life? I, I, I think, for the most part, that you are the master of your destiny. Okay. I think that when you are a victim and basically things happen to you is because you allow it. Save these circumstances of cancer and dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah, but like I feel the. How about like uh, mental health issues? How do you feel about that? Because that was what I was getting at with like any brain stuff. I understand chemical imbalances and like. I just wanted to get your take on that. I feel that sometimes it's a like, maybe a, like nutrition issue. Interesting. I I don't know. I I read I watched one of those documentaries like Food Inc. Yeah. Something like that. I forget which one it was, but they talked about a girl that um, she was incredibly low on vitamin B12. Okay. And, like, she would, like, basically, like, slit her entire, like, forearm, like, to the point where it was just, like, really deep gouges and stuff like that. And then they, they mentioned that they put her on, like, a prescription of, like, just, like, you know, giving her, like, straight off the shelf vitamin B12. Like, really high dosage. And then, like, she started acting normal again. Interesting. But then the doctor was like, no, like, this isn't what you call Like, it's like, this is, it's not an FDA approved, what have you. So then they took her off of that, and then basically she went all the way. That's horrendous. Yeah. Well, um, I will probably put a content warning on this one. <laughs> but, um, uh... Yeah, so if you're, like, like, what about, like, schizophrenia and stuff? Do you think that's something you're in for? Like, is I feel like that's genetic or something. Have you ever met someone with schizophrenia? Um, I have not, but for a psychology class, I was, like, I've watched videos of people that have schizophrenia. I dated someone with schizophrenia, and that was incredibly depressing. She got off the meds, and, I mean, by that point, we were basically over, okay. but, like... Why'd she choose to go off the meds? Because she felt that, like, I mean, it, it, she then, in the same time period, for example, she said that she got off meat, like, that she, she became vegetarian, and it cured her eyesight. She had bad eyes? She had glasses, what have you. Okay. And then she said that when she stopped eating meat, that at that point, like, she was able to start... Seeing again? Only remnants of music remain. Chilling. I hate that. And eventually, she just started, um, telling me that she was a high priestess and that her lineage basically came all the way through like Egyptian like royalty and things like that and that essentially that her entire bloodline essentially was like related to like theological figures okay I think it stopped did it? 
Listeners, back to the haunting. Yeah, uh, basically she started just kind of saying that she was related to like all these like biblical figures and things like that, and that essentially that she was able to open doorways within her mind and go to like places outside. And it was just like listening to that, and I was just like, oh, I feel so bad. Yep. Interesting. Like, um, but. That's not a nutritional issue? I, I think that... That's uh, like well, chemical imbalances or... Yeah, like, I think that something stories. happened mentally, and then eventually that just, like, led to, like, whatever synapses like just... Like, neurodivergences or something like that? Sure. I'm not a doctor. Neither am I, and I don't... Claim to be, and if you take medical advice from this podcast, you probably shouldn't. I would only suggest that maybe... Seek a doctor and find one find comfortable with. Yeah, aren't you like slightly anti-doctor though? Yeah. Um, has this whole experience with COVID lightened that no. anti-ness or has it increased it? So, this is also part of the experience when I was in the hospital. Um, they gave me steroids for my lungs because of how weak they had gotten. But part of the experience of taking the steroids was that I guess my body was wired like I was just like really hyped okay. and it would make it that when I snored it would rattle my skull like you felt this? yes Okay. like the slightest snore because my entire nose is just filled with mucus and everything like that the slightest snore I would just feel my skull just rattle and I would wake up and I wasn't able to go to sleep for like days no that first night okay but their treatment for my insomnia was the following night they gave me an antidepressant that the side effect was sleepiness why would they I don't know. They wouldn't give me just an outright sleeping pill. They would only give me this antidepressant. So, you know what it was? Uh, like, is it like a standard party drug that is termed a downer rather than an upper? I, I don't know. I, I, I believe I have a picture somewhere. Because they couldn't just give you, like, melatonin or... Oh, these pictures are terrible. I didn't realize that. Well, you're looking at yourself doing it, so... You can't expect uh, perfection from a third person. Uh, but either way, like... Anyway, um... Jeez. It's very odd. And you you did sleep, though. Yeah, I I was able to sleep, and I was... Like, I... Did you use that through the whole... No. ...time you were there? Just the one night? Yeah. Interesting. So, part... So, like, did you request that, or did they just kind of like, oh, you didn't sleep last night, so we'll give you this? I told them that I couldn't sleep, and I was, I, and I felt so exhausted and miserable. And then they were just like, all right, then here's this. But, like, I asked them, like, listen, like, the first night, like, can I get a sleeping pill? And they're like, no, we don't have any. And I, and I was like, then can I go to the store and buy one? And then they were like, if you leave... 
then we're going to basically restart this entire process all over again. And part of me was just like, they told me like, listen, your doctor, you're not going to see a doctor till 72 hours. Why? I, because I, I, apparently they're backed up or something. That's retarded. That, so there's that, and then also like, I was just like, like I mean, I, I asked you to bring me stuff. Yeah, I, I understood why you couldn't, but yeah. like, still, like, I was afraid of losing my job the entire time. Like, did you not have your phone on you? Could you not contact someone? Oh, but I needed my my laptop to work. Like, you couldn't. Your work wasn't amenable to your situation. Um, I mean, they were, but like, they weren't in tone. So it was just like. You better be sick or something like that. And they asked for a doctor's note and everything like that. I'm in the freaking hospital. <laughs> yeah, like, I... Eventually, they were like, Oh, we didn't see the text message that said you were in the hospital. We just thought that you weren't at home and that you weren't logging on. I was like... Jeez, that's interesting, considering where your foundation is located. Yeah. Like, liberal paradise. But, like, not only that, they have an entire COVID thing. Where your, your company? Yeah. Okay. But because I'm out here, I, I don't get to experience it. So if you get COVID, then basically you just get, like, two weeks' time off, to, and then it gets paid the entire time. But because the state apparently doesn't have something similar, then I don't, then I pretty much just wasn't getting paid. You didn't get paid? No. What the heck? Which is why I basically fought to get back to work as soon as I, like, got out of the hospital. Jeez. Well, you're back at it now? You're good? Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm starting to, like, catch up to where I was. Okay. But, like, oh, my God. Like, I remember I would be on the phone call with, like, clients and stuff like that and, like, just relentless coughing. I remember at one point I did pass out while I was on the phone. Like... The lady was telling me a story, and I was just so dehydrated and woozy. Oh, like, I just fell, and I remember, like, I woke up, and, like, my headset was next to me. But she was just rambling. Still? So, <laughs> well, that's that's lucky that you got a rambler when you did So, that. she didn't even notice that I just completely just disconnected from the conversation. She just wanted someone to talk to. Yeah. Hmm? But it, it was just, like, so, um, as I said, like... It, Watching yourself, like, disintegrate like that, it was something that, like, psychologically, it still bothers me. Yeah. Because it's like, normally you're in control, but, like, once things start happening to you and then you lose, like, like, I can grab this, but, like, if, like, if that entire moment of, like, me going like this, I barely remember what happened in the middle... Like, that, like, and I start having, like, moments of memory loss or just outright confusion. Like, that is where, like, it starts to, like, get to you. Like, what is happening? Um, I would say that the current soundtrack is very applicable to what we're talking about. Moments of clarity in the walls of sound. And, like, you, I don't know. It, it's such unnerving, like, to just kind of experience. I, I can't say I've 
um, experience the same. Um, it's I'm trying to think of something similar. Like imagine having like a really high fever, and you know that you're out of it in a sense. Actually, I'm remembering a time um, I was in a foreign land, and I was tasked to be outside 90% of the day. It was like 100 degrees plus, and I had a fever, and I, I just remember like trying to walk down the street, and then like coming in and out while walking through the street. So. And then, I guess to me, maybe that fear may be similar, where it's just like, I don't want to die here. Yeah. Like, this... I didn't think I was going to die, though. Like, I was, I was just like, this, I just need to lay down. When I was driving across the country, I thought, like, man, like, I, I don't, like, I don't want to... Middle of nowhere, Iowa is not where I want to yeah, die. Yeah, if you had, like, flipped your car in the middle of Nebraska, that would have not been cool. Yeah, especially because I also lied to the, uh, the car person was like, no, nah, I'm staying in state. <laughs> <laughs> they find their car in Nebraska. Like, yeah. I did ask about that, like, oh, like, what happens, like, because I was just like, you know what, like, at this point I have the money, I'll do that, their their insurance, what have you, Yeah. and they're like, sure, I mean, uh, we're not going to charge you, but we're never going to rent to you ever again. <laughs> like, just if they found out that you went out of state? Well, if they found out, like, that, like, I damaged the car and things like that. Interesting. Good old corporations. Gotta update the soundstage. I hope for those who are at home that this journey is as interesting as it is to me. Our conversation journey or this journey of the music? The musical journey along with everything. Like, I, I've thought about doing this for about two weeks. Like, this entire setup. Yeah. Like, in my head, like, I, I've known what I've wanted to do. It's quite, it's quite the idea. Yeah. Quite the idea. I don't know if I would ever um, think of something like this. It, 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 so... Mainly because, like, I feel like it'd be commiserate, like, re-miserating. Well, I mean, it, I feel like I, I needed to kind of... Get it out? Yeah. Into the void. And... The next section, which I guess is the final section, right? Yep. I'll kind of maybe get really into kind of my entire thing. But, like... When... Like, I, I, so eventually they were just like, listen, like, we're going to keep you in the hospital longer just because you're not breathing right and things like that. And it was just like, like, I, I never, I, like, my fever had gone away. Like, I felt like I was doing better. But then meanwhile, they're telling me that my lungs are, like, failing. And I'm just like, all right, I, like, I, I, I thought I was doing fine. You're the doctors, right? Yeah. And so then, like, I would take off my... The, the, the nostril thing. So that was another thing that happened is that nostril thing basically dried out my entire nose and I would start nose bleeding. Really? So, like, I... Also probably disconcerting? Yes. 
And for the record, the, that nose bleeding has not stopped. You still get nosebleeds? Yes. Have you had the COVID test? Uh, no. Or not the one that goes up your nose. Yeah. I've done the one with spit. No, so I, I got the one that goes up your nose, and I'm pretty sure that, that basically, like, ripped something. Because that, with the oxygen, basically, I just nosebleed. That's not fun. Yeah. So, like, it just... I mean, every day is just like I'm like pulling out like dried blood from my nose. So this is another thing that they did. Uh, when I was in the hospital, they gave me um, what do you call it? like anticoagulants? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like so basically blood thinners. Yeah, and but the, so you didn't get the blood clot. No, and like, that was the thing that I was asking. Why Why am I going to get this? And they were like, oh, well, some people that um, aren't used to the hospital life, like of laying down and what have you, they start aren't to... Aren't used to the hospital life? Yeah, like... You mean nearly every single person in the United States? So they were like, that this basically is going to prevent any blood clots, but the way that they go about it is by shoving a needle right into your stomach. Really? And I was just like... It's I... interesting, because um, I know, personally three or four people that have been in the, like, they've had an operation and then they get a blood clot they go, it turns into a pulmonary embolism. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, just be glad that they did something. You didn't even get a surgery, though, so the surgery is where things happen, though, where they, like, clot the blood intentionally mm -hmm. around where they're in, in, like, doing incisions, and then those blood clots travel, and most of the time they end up somehow. Like, it's, it's very weird. Like, I'll tell you after the episode where not to go, because all four of these people went to the same place. Well, when I when I went to the... When they were doing it, I remember, like, the first time, I was just like, listen, just punch me right in the temple. I'll pass out. You can put it in. No problem. And then she was like, no, I can't do that. Did she laugh? Yeah, she laughed. Okay, good. But, like, <laughs> the, but when she did it, like, I just felt pain in my stomach for, like, the entire night. And then in the morning... Why did they have to do it in your stomach? They said that they needed something fatty to put it in there. And I was like, well, I mean, like, like, I mean, I have other parts of my body. Like, what about my butt or something like that? Yeah. They're like, no, it needs to be in the stomach. Why? So then the second night, basically, the doctor was just like, all right, we need to put this in. And I was like, I don't, I don't want this. I love a guy. I don't want this. It, it still hurts. Like, it hurts to even, like, kind of sit up. Yeah. And then she was just basically like, we, listen, we, we need to do it. She did that? Yes. <laughs> no way. And I was just like, oh, my. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was in so, for the record, um, because that was a, a visual thing. Basically, she was talking to me normally and then jabbed me right in the stomach. That's that's low, man. Um, so this that would make sense why your trust of doctors has gone down even more with this. The third night, I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing this again. I, there's no reason. Did they listen? Yeah. Oh. oh. I was just like, listen, I'll, I'll take a blood clot. <laughs> I'll take a blood clot rather than... Like, I... Like, did the pain in my stomach hurt too much? Because the way they did it for after, once these people got the 
pulmonary embolism, they just gave them pills. Yeah. So, I don't know why they couldn't just give you a pill. I, I don't... Unless it's something specific to COVID. But, like, it was, like, a really, like, it was a needle that was, like, someone shoving a... Thumbtack? Not thumbtack. Like, a flathead screwdriver? No way. Yeah. Ugh. So, it was, like, it was very, like, that. Like, very thick. It was just, like, like kind of like a baby... Did he bruise? Oh. I guess not. Not bad. Oh, there you go. A little bit. Is, that looks like a mole. No, no, that's it. That's it? Yeah. Thanks. Because if you look at it... Are you typically afraid of needles? No, I mean... Weird story. Um, on Monday, I, I, I went to the doctor, and they were like, Oh, you haven't had a tetanus shot in, like, years. Okay. So I was like, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's since I was 15. Because I guess they checked state records or what have you. Yeah. And so they was like, all right, well, we need to put that in you. So just like, all right, like, what are the symptoms? And I was like, oh, well, if you put it on, the arm that you do it is going to get stiff. You're going to get locked on your arm. So I was just like, all right, so then do it on my left arm because it's my weaker arm and I'm not going to use it as much. I, I'll type mainly with my right arm. So they, they go about it. They set everything up and then they stab me in the arm. Okay. Next day, I wake up. Your right arm stiff. Yes. I was like, what is happening? Interesting. Like, I feel that they just lie to you and tell you that, and, like, it's just something that they've not discovered about why the right arm gets stiff. Interesting. But, like, I had, like, pure mobility, and this, this arm just, like, sluggish. That's unfortunate. <sighs> well, we're coming up on the time change yeah. with, with your final part. I have one question before you do your spiel, or I don't know what you're planning on doing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, are you going to get the vaccine? I've, I've been asked this a lot, and I just don't, I, I still don't feel comfortable with it. But, like, I personally, if I got it, if I had actually gotten the disease, why do I need to get the vaccine? Because I think that they say that, like, after three months, the immunity wears off. But we've had the, um, what's it called? We've had the pandemic going for a year now, and reinfection is still at, like, point. Zero one percent. So, you're not comfortable with it. Will there ever be a point that you are comfortable with it? I think it, once the companies that make it start getting liability for it, um, then at that point I would feel more comfortable. Interesting. But like at right now, as it stands, like because they don't have any form of liability, like I, I guess like I feel really like I don't know. Like this. <laughs> What's the description for the final stage? Stage six A confusion so thick you forget you forget forgetting. Post awareness stage six is without description. That's chilling. Yeah. Give me. Um, I guess you can just leave this going until we wrap up. Okay. Um, but like, 
when I got home from the the hospital, I when I got home from the hospital, I, I just remember like I was just thinking to myself like tens of millions of people have died from. I mean, in the beginning, a lot of people died because of being intubated and things like that because they just didn't know what they were doing. But, like, so many people died from dumb disease. And I was just thinking to myself, like, it feels like when you're driving down the highway and someone gets in front of you and cuts you off and you're just like... This wasn't worth it. Like, you nearly killed me over just, like, just trying to get one second ahead in traffic. And, like, you pull over and you're just, like, basically thinking to yourself, like, this was the dumbest way that I could have died. And, like, not only are you frustrated with yourself, but, like, you hate that other person. And it's a, like, I, I, I just kind of go back where it was just like, what the? Like, I, I mean, like, I don't feel that I'm an emotional person, but, like, I remember, like, after seven days, like, or, or I can't remember how many days, five, six, like, being in the hospital and just, like, feeling unclean because the way that they do their shower stuff made no sense, and I never felt clean at all. And I remember just, like, being at home and, like, finally showering, and, like, a part of me just started basically weeping. And I was just like, what is wrong with this planet? Like, we know where the disease comes from. Yet we can never say anything. We can never accuse the country at hand that's behind this entire thing. And it's just like, because of us just being these baizus, these basically these people that are just, in a, like, unable to offend... Like, we basically killed off all these people in the, in the process. Like, there's no revenge. There's no recourse. There's nothing that happened. Like, in the end, China got away with it. Like, China got away with basically committing a holocaust on the whole planet. And it was by the dumbest means and so many lies involved. But yet no one did anything. No one said, hey, we should basically reprimand China. No, that's racist. We don't know that it came from there. Meanwhile, all the diseases, the initial people died from there. People were escaping, infecting other places. It's obvious that it came from China. They should basically suffer something. But instead, we're so afraid of them because basically they have all our politicians in their pockets. And it's just like that level of frustration where it's just like, not only am I blackpilled, but, like, this is, like, omni-black. Like, you're staring into the void. Where it's just, like, there's no hope. It's, like, I was lucky to have lived and basically walked away from this somewhat scarred. But there's people that didn't get to live. Plenty of people that basically, they got the disease and it was a death sentence for them. And it's just, like, I could have been one of those. Luckily, medicine has evolved long enough that at this point, I, like, they were able to cure me. But, like, 
millions of other people weren't that lucky. And they still remain unlucky. I mean, India, basically, at this point, is going through all that. And it's just like... You can't do anything. And it's just like, you just feel feckless. Where it's just like, there's no, like, just pure impotency. That, like, there's no revenge. Like, people that, like, at, at this point, I imagine that everyone at least knows one person that has died from this disease. And... Like, I mean, I, I know a couple. I do not know anyone. Still. Like, I mean, like, I imagine, like, uh, not even a celebrity. Oh, well, if you're including, like, famous or well-known people, I guess I know a few. But... Sure. But, like, still, like, I mean, like, at this point, like, even within the my inner circle and an extended, like, I know people that have died. I mean, the guy that got me sick via proxy died. Yeah. So, essentially, um, uh, I, I guess to kind of maybe, re, like, kind of try and be, um, OPSEC, a cousin of mine worked at a job, like, I, I visited him, uh, he worked at a job, and essentially, he spoke to a guy, but, like, the distance that he, when he was telling me the story, that it was just about ten feet, they were, he was on, like, a, like, the second floor, the other guy was, like, a floor beneath him. Somehow he got infected that way. Your cousin? Yes. But the guy that your cousin talked to died? Yes. Because he came in that following Monday and was like, oh, what happened to this guy? And then someone pulled up a photo of him dead in the bathroom floor. I, to me, when I heard that story, if I was that guy, I would haunt whoever sent that photo. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, they, they, like, apparently everyone in his job ended up getting the photo of this guy dead on the bathroom floor. That's awful. Yeah. Like, lack of respect. Super. But, yeah, so then, like, that guy pretty much died over the weekend after infecting my cousin. But, like, still, like, I mean, I, I don't know, I think I, I was one of five people within my family that got infected. I was the only one that ended up getting hospitalized. Like, still, like, I don't know, like, to me, it's just like... Do you think it was the amount of exertion you put on yourself driving across the country? I think that that delayed me being able to recuperate. Okay. Like, I think that that kept me at day one for an extra five days. Okay. But, like, I think the level of pain that I was going through, I felt that from day one. Like, I felt the body aches, I felt like the, the shortness of breath, the fevers and everything like that. But, but yeah, like, it was just like, when I was finally able to, like, shower and just like, I don't know, like, it was just like, I, I'm sure you've had, like, just like, maybe, like, tears of rage. Where you just <laughs> you just get so upset, where it's just like it's like this weird like I can't do anything about it. And it's just like I don't know. And I just, I just remember like just standing there and just like if there was a way to punch the world all at the same time, I would. Each individual soul collectively. Yes. 
Because it's just like, it's, it's just frustrating. And it's just like, not only do you have people that have died, but then you have like the, the economic like repercussions where we basically shut down the entire world. It's like, and then we've yet to recover from that. Like, life as we know it has basically been destroyed. And at no point do we ever start going back to normality. Time to heal. Hey, Joe Biden. Ten thousand homo priests. <laughs> oh man. But it, it's like I, I mean I, I go back to like I, I the reason I chose the the song in the beginning is just like the people that we put in office done nothing for us. It's like they're they're never gonna go after the people that, that matter. Instead, they're just going to go after your bitcoins and things like that because they want to tax you 80% on what you like any profit you make. I will say your um, summary, your summation, is a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought you were going to be like, bend the knee. Like, the way it seemed to go, the way I've heard everything else is like, oh, if we would just follow the science or whatever, but you're like, no. We gotta go to the root of the cause. So, keep fighting. So, I. It's admirable, and but like, again, you tend to help bring the mon monolith to the forefront and help me see it. And it is not pretty. I, yeah, and, that, and that's to me like the whole thing. It's like I I don't want to be that lady, basically screaming endlessly, doing nothing. Like, I, I'd rather know that I can walk away and basically be healthy again. But, like, in the end, so many people ended up like her, with tubes down their throat, basically wisping away their final breath, and they never got any sense of justice for their needless deaths. Like, even the whole, like, trade war, like, till the end, Trump was looked as a bad guy for that. For what? Like, these people literally hate us, and they tell us that, and they make fun of us. And at no point do we ever say, hey, enough's enough. Instead, it's just like, you know what? Being American is terrible. Learn Mandarin. Because that's basically the future. I don't believe that. I mean, with Joe Biden in office, I don't know how uh, learning Mandarin is in the future. We're gonna bend the knee every step of the way. Interesting. I say, go fighting. In the end, I mean, kind of going back to, to how I said, like, you only live one life. Throw yourself at the monolith. At most, you're gonna slow it down. Maybe you'll chip off of this. Sure, you'll maybe make a small dent in the seismic collapse of the universe. But in the end, you at least went out fighting. I'm not advocating for violence. I'm just saying, don't go meek and basically... Don't go quietly into the dark night. No, yeah. But the night is coming. Night is here. Yeah. 
Um, Why'd you choose the last song? The music video really kind of stuck in my head. And then also, I, I feel that... In the end, I am just a mouthpiece, a blowhard. And anything that I have to say is useless advice. So there's a sense of, I'm aware of my situation and my station. Okay. And I would also parrot that. Because sometimes I feel like I'm yelling into the void. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I don't really have an issue with that. Because if anything, it's better out than in. Isn't that what um, Shrek said? Like, that, I mean, think about it though, like, in the end, I know that I have done something to chip away. I mean, if there's four people, five people listening, that's five people that basically at this point have a different opinion than they would have when they started this. And, I mean, I don't really have high hopes, but if, the, if it ever does come and basically we do get a giant audience, Hopefully they walk away with better influence and they learn to basically be more self-sustaining. That would be ideal. But I, I think that we really just need to stop being cowards. I agree. So, as I end this episode, the sea is not yet full. Embrace the doomsday. Stay safe.
sir.